The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. You're on the Offspin, it's the Spin-Offs Cricket Podcast. My name is Alex Bray, I'm joined by Simon Day, and I'm very excited to tell Simon that I've discovered the secret to being up overnight to watch Test Cricket. Do you think we should start with my apology? We can get to your apology. Okay. Tell me your secret, tell me your secret. Secret, and it's very scientific, it's about uh, proper hydration. So basically what you want to do is uh, your water intake... Uh, you want to front load that as much as possible uh, into the morning session. So that will be about 9.30 to 10 o'clock. The pain in your bladder that you cause will keep you going until at least 2 or 3 in the morning. And by that stage, you know, you're you're so committed, you may as well just get through the entire day. And it doesn't have to be water as well. It could be one of the products from... The beer spot. One of the 40 different beers that they have on tap. One of the, at five locations across Auckland. It could be one of them. And funnily enough, the beer spot is uh, is who sponsors the Offspin. Pick up a couple of flagoons and fill your bladder <laughs> okay, before so, every night of the test. So yeah. what, what, what do you want to apologize for? What, what, what do so you I've have let, to confess? I've, I've let the audience down. Oh, no. I've let the black caps down. Oh, no. And I've let myself down. Oh, no. And I looked at the tweets coming out of Southampton uh, and thought after staying up the whole game uh, on Saturday night, I thought it looks like a good chance to get some sleep mm. and get up for the second half of the day. Mm. So I went to bed at 9.30 mm-hmm. and I woke up at 3. My wife is a florist and uh, she gets up very early to go to the flower market. So I got up with her. You know, I had I had some motivation there. She prodded me and pushed me out of the, out of bed. I turned on Crick Info, and and they were all out, and we were forty for none. How, how did you feel in that moment? Did you feel um, sort of stunned in a in a positive way, or was it um, was it regret? It was both. It was like this uh, conflicted feeling of deep regret and just insane excitement yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm a, I'm a deeply rational person. I believe in things like free will to an, to an extent. Um, and for the first time, I sort of believe today in the higher power of the universe because almost everyone I know, my friends, family, and colleagues, love to laugh at my expense, mm. but in like mm. a, in a, like a kind way. And today, I thought the universe pranked me. 
It uh, did. So I'm going to yeah. take responsibility for a bunch of those wickets. Uh, having gone to sleep, the universe thought, I'm going to uh, put on two of the greatest sessions in New Zealand cricket history mm. without Simon there to watch. Quite possibly, um, well, I, I can't remember a better spell of bowling than what Kyle Jamison sent down. I really can't. It was that good. Because if the universe was a I would have woken up and Virat Kohli would have been uh, 150 not out. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's true. But it, as it happened, he didn't add a single run after... Sorry, I'm just still a bit um, flabbergasted that you dropped a C-bomb on this podcast. It's, it's, just, it's just... Wow. Wow. It's fine. It's fine. English it's language is a powerful fine. thing. I can I can really take your point, though, about um, putting a... I, I saw your message on Slack at about 9.30 um, saying that you're going to go to bed and wake up for the evening session, uh, evening UK time. And I can really sympathise with why you thought there wasn't going to be any play because uh, one thing that has sort of defined this test so far is it really seems like the umpires are finding reasons to not play cricket rather than finding reasons to continue playing cricket. And uh, there was this remarkable moment during, I uh, must have been about oh, maybe nine overs into the New Zealand innings last night when the rain did start to come down a bit. And it looked like it was just going to be a passing score. And basically the umpires, uh, they lowered the stumps. Latham and Conway were more than happy to go off because it was a reasonably testing spell of bowling. And Coley and the Indian team were just like, nah, we're just staying on the field. We're not, we're not going anywhere. And within about three minutes, the New Zealand openers were back on the field as well. The rain had stopped and the umpires had kind of, it almost seemed like, you know, it's it's hard to know because you can't hear the conversations that they're having with players, but it almost felt like they had lost a bit of face. Like they had decided that the play was going to stop and and the players almost seemed to overrule them. I mean, I'm not sure if I've completely misinterpreted what what we could see on the TV screen compared to what was actually happening on the field, but it was a it was a very defiant sort of display from India saying we would rather play cricket than not play cricket and frankly, good on them. To be honest, if I was an opening batsman, I'd scurry off as fast Hell as I Hell yeah. Hell I, yeah. I was getting PTSD of uh, opening the batting as a child. Um, mm. But for both these innings, it yeah, looked yeah. so rough out there. Yeah, as a, as a former uh, child opener as well, um, it's awful. It's such a bad job. It's one of the worst jobs in sport. I was trying to think, maybe a front rower? But front rowers oh, love scrumming, you know? They do, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. It doesn't opening look batsmen, like opening batsmen unless you're Matthew Hayden. Yeah, they don't love playing and missing three times in a row. No. Against unplayable deliveries that are just slightly too good to get them out, you know? And there's, there's like some bravery and stupidity to it. And God, it looks it looks tough out there. And, and our openers got very, very lucky. They did very well. Yeah. Yep. But um, you know, so Alex and I combined to basically watch every ball of the uh, mm. of the day, which is you know we hadn't thought about doing it in uh, shifts. Yeah, but it worked. Could it be worked. a way. Could be a way forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we got very lucky, quite a lot, and played pretty well, uh, quite quite a lot. Well, this yeah, morning. and it was um, it was really strange to think uh, getting up this morning. So I went to bed at maybe about twenty overs into New Zealand's innings or something like that. And it looked like the openers were very settled and they were just going to basically play out the day as as defensively as they could, which is fine. Um, 
But it was weird to wake up this morning and look at uh, Conway out for 52, I think is what he got, and um, he got out very late in the day in the last last over. over. And it was weird to look at a a New Zealand opening batsman scoring a 50 and thinking, oh, they've kind of failed there. I'm not going to call it a failure. I'm going to call it he made a mistake. They both made mistakes to get Mm. out. Um, Mm. A couple of attacking shots Mm. uh, that weren't necessarily saw them dismissed. Um, a, a much slower ball from Ashwin saw uh, Latham through early on his shot and Coley take a, a pretty good catch and then signal to someone we're not quite sure who. Yeah, what was that all about? I mean, because to me it looked like, watching the highlights this morning, to me it looked like he pointed to the crowd and then did like the shush gesture, which is something that you kind of do when you've got a really hostile crowd who you've just silenced. Um, He's actually done that to me personally before. Not shushed, but the um, uh, the, the the groin uh, whack. What? <laughs> Sorry, wait. I spent two days abusing Virat Kohli from uh, square leg at Eden Park uh, during a test match, and he took a very good catch, and he um, turned around and told me about it. He did the he did like the the you know the how um, do you describe that the. the you get both your hands and you and you kind of slap the outside of your groin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, yeah. I mean, if Quite you saw it, if you saw it, you would know exactly what the action is. But it's a very hard one to describe. It's it's, it's one of the top five moments in my uh, career. Wow, wow! Having a personal interaction with Virat Kohli. Yeah, you he's also great. You. I've watched him play in India, and he's also very good at. Um, Getting the Indian crowd involved Absolutely, because they yeah. can be quite. They can be a crowd that's all in, mm. and then they can go quite quiet. Well, I, that's that's one of the things that I find so um, compelling about him as a cricketer is that he understands that he is. Um, oh, starting it there early. Brought to you by the best spot. Um, he understands that uh, that professional athletes are kind of performance artists. You know, they are they are not necessarily just there to. Uh, show sustained technical excellence and uh, achieve the right results and all of that. They are fundamentally, um, they are people who who make their living off entertaining people, and and he 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 really gets that. And I I find that really interesting and really exciting to watch. I think and, he's got a lot better at it. Uh, yeah, he, probably. He, he was previously he, perceived as a bit of a dick. Yeah, and maybe still is. Maybe I enjoyed his interactions about about opponents now, which I I quite appreciate as well. And I enjoyed his interactions with the New Zealand bowlers a lot more than I previously have. He, Mm. you know, like the wide eyed respect and a couple of it it seems like a much closer relationship. He had a really good conversation with Kyle Jamieson, his IPL teammate, as they um, walked off the field. I I have to acknowledge that my. Relationship with Virat Kohli has improved over the years, <laughs> from from the moment previously described to uh, to should we call it mutual respect? <laughs> should we? <laughs> Can we? Can we? Um, we're just going to take a very quick break there for Alex to compose himself, and for us to acknowledge our wonderful sponsors and the members. Kia ora, my name is Duncan Grieve, and I'm managing editor at the Spinoff. This podcast, like so much of the work we do at The Spinoff, is made possible by the support of our members. To find out more about The Spinoff members and how you can help us keep producing quality, independent journalism, visit members.thespinoff.co.nz today. 
Kia ora, I'm Sophie. And I'm Simon. And I'm Alice, and together we host the spin-off's food podcast, Dietary Requirements. Join us each month as we explore a vast culinary landscape, from the gourmet Ooh la la. to your more hearty taka. Kiwi onion dip, anyone? Everything's on the table in Dietary Requirements. Subscribe wherever you listen to all your other favourite podcasts. So the bowlers, when they came out, uh, today onto the field. I mean, what a dominant and confident performance from them. I don't think we've ever seen four New Zealand bowlers this good at the same time. It mm-hmm. is it is the best attack we've ever had in a, as a package. Oh, easily. They're easily. They're, they're, they're complementary, distinct. There's there's height, there's heart, there's swing. Mm. Well, um, they they talk about the pace quartets of the West Indies of the seventies and eighties, and and this is not. Pace, pace. The, the medium, the medium fast <laughs> yeah, quartet the... <laughs> of twenty twenty one. Yeah, the nibblers and dibbly dobbly bowlers, and you know, maybe the best, uh, the best attack we've had since Gavin Larson, Rod Latham, Chris Harris, and Deepak Patel. Hell yeah, in nineteen ninety two. Hell yeah. Um, definitely different vibe. But what I loved was the real power move of the four bowlers lined up on the balcony when we were batting. Mm. It was like sledging without saying a word. They were just standing there, you know, embracing the rest that they were getting because of their performance. And, you know, like the, every time the Indian fielders look, looked up there, they were like, oh shit, we're going to have to bat against that at some point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do actually wonder if there was an element of, um, you know, just just putting themselves in the eye line, def- as it were. De- de- definitely felt that way. Mm. You know, it felt like muscle, you just know, just like showing the, off your muscle. The nicest possible way that you can play mind games without being credibly accused of playing mind games. You they know? should have gone out in singlets. Yeah. It was quite cold, though. Yeah, singlets and jandals. Just, I mean, have you seen Doug Bracewell on this tour, you know, when he's just sitting around the boundary, just looking like he's at a family barbecue or something? Like, he's I'm, loving it. What I'm, a tour I'm he's I'm really having. passionate about, about Doug Bracewell. I think, um, you know, again, what, what deep stocks we have. We haven't seen um, Doug pick up a ball. No, no. Uh, and he's been around the team for a very long time. One of those, um, one of those players that has done a great job in maturing mm. and no longer... Um, you know, standing on glass at parties and stuff, like, <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. The thinking man's Jesse Ryder, as it were. <laughs> um, and the way that the game is poised now, that's super, like, it. Who we don't exactly know because the weather looks kind of shitty tonight. But it looked shitty uh, last night. Kind of shitty and last I'm, night. I made the huge mistake. Then. But when... Uh, Williamson and Taylor come out to bat today. There's almost a feeling of um, like they will walk out and that moment will be something of a culmination of their careers almost. It's an iconic opportunity. Mm. The the matches, you know, on a knife edge. Uh, they're two of our greatest batsmen of all time. Mm. Uh, they've, they've, they've brought this team to where it is together. Yeah. Um, and it could be Ross Taylor's last ever test match. Could be the last time they ever yeah, bat together yeah. as three and four. It, it seriously could be. I mean... Could be the last time they ever run each other out. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
Here's hoping. Here's hoping. Hope Ravi Jadeja will make something happen. Put for on two hundred yeah, together. Something and special. Jadeja runs them out. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. That would be so cool. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, a a, a player like Ross Taylor. Um, I think commentators and pundits, uh, including um, less well-informed ones like myself, have been uh, retiring him for quite some time now. Uh, but there isn't probably... I mean, if, if if New Zealand does win the World Test Championship, wouldn't you just stop? Wouldn't I you would. Just he's, be th- like, he's 37 years old. Will you Young like, is waiting. Yeah, wouldn't you just be like, I, you know, that's that's that. Wouldn't you? especially if you played a leading hand in uh, in making it happen. And it's been a roller coaster a career for for Ross Taylor, and I think it would be amazing to go out in that way. Even even as long as they don't get a pair or something, um, no matter what happens, it's already been a really good Test match. Like mm. quite two perfect days of of, of Test match cricket. Mm. Really two beautifully matched teams playing quite different styles, really. It was interesting to see the um, graph of the swingometer, I'll call it. The what? <laughs> Measuring New Zealand's bowler's swing versus the Indian bowler's swing. Oh, yeah. And I'm guessing the New Zealand bowlers were getting quite a bit more. So Tim Southey got the most. The yeah. other four got about this. Other three got about, no, four. Other four bowlers got almost exactly the same amounts of swing. Um, and then Shami was getting almost as much swing Mm. and the other two were way, way down. I really like Shami's vibe. I don't know what it is about him, but he just, he's one of those, uh, professional cricketers who just like, I'm, I'm talking purely aesthetically here. And a lot of it is about his, um, his bald patch. And his wobble. And his wobble. But he looks like a cricketer from a bygone era, you know, when they were just, dudes or a cricketer you could find on a saturday afternoon yeah for like cornwall at age 45 yeah yeah and and being that like wily quick bowler who who takes 50 wickets a season and a bit vulnerable in the field yeah yeah although it was shami who caught conway with a a couple of quick two steps to his left so I only saw a little bit of it on the highlights uh, because it didn't look like an awful lot was happening off their bowling. But how did uh, how did Ashwin and Jadeja go? Not a lot of spin. Mm-hmm. Um, That's positive. But it was it was really interesting to hear the commentators talk about the way spin bowling and batting against spin has uh, changed now that the DRS is involved. Oh yeah. Um, there's a lot more opportunity to get people out LBW. Uh, really? People are playing, putting their bat a lot more in front of their front pair. Right, because I, I have this memory of test cricket from the 90s where people would just, like, they'd start playing football against spinners. They talked about uh, West Indian batsman Jimmy Hooper. No, Carl Hooper. There was Carl Hooper. There was Jimmy Adams. Jimmy Adams. There we go. Well done. Yeah. And they talked about him basically playing football. Yeah. And yeah. you can't do it anymore because you can really test. Um, Absolutely. And the, the flexibility that an umpire's call ruling gives you, if it's like just about out but not quite, and you don't lose the review, why not take it? And they talked about the way that that's allowed both Jadeja and Ashwin to bowl um, 
a lot more at the stumps, mm. searching for that uh, front pad, which was interesting. Yeah, 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 indeed. So they could still be a bit of a threat, is what you're well, saying. They're very good bowlers. They're yeah. always going to be a threat. They've taken one of the wickets so far. Yeah. And that was based on, which I, you know, it was a trap. And mm. I think I think that might have been Coley's intention when he pointed at oh, the crowd. Oh, with his um, I with think his he was gesture. talking to his coach and saying, "Yeah, lob yeah. it up, and Latham will hit it in the air." And because yeah. it was a slower ball, it was more flighted, um, and and it and it took a wicket. Um, we should uh, we should start wrapping it up here uh, because I'm uh, starting to fall asleep. Um, Alex is taking the day off, which I didn't think was within the rules of. Well, I'm not uh, really taking the, the day. I'm still writing bulletins at the moment. I, I reckon I, I managed to get today's bulletin out with no really egregious typos, but I haven't checked my emails yet, and and people email me a lot do when you, I do typos. Did you acknowledge? So. I haven't read the bulletin yet. Do you acknowledge? Your lack of sleep near the top? No, 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 no. I don't want to. I don't want to break the fourth wall uh, in that particular space. When when we're just talking on a podcast, it's it's fine. Um, but <laughs> don't want to don't want to make excuses. No, 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 no. You know, you want to. Um, yeah, like would the black caps make excuses about putting typos in their newsletters? Did Richie McCaw? You know, Richie McCaw played that entire World Cup with a broken foot. Yeah, and, and then he probably sent some perfect emails out after that game and, as and well. Didn't tell and anyone. he did not make any excuses. So, um, what do you reckon <laughs> ema- uh, Richie McCaw's email manner is like? Brief, terse. Yeah, I would say terse. Um, but uh, we are going to be on Weather Watch overnight, uh, and it's it's looking pretty bad. Is, that's my understanding. It's looking like way worse. It's first day, so, well, it's only 8 o'clock in the morning, yeah, but how, I haven't been on SouthamptonWeather.com yet. How fucking sick are you of knowing what the weather is in Southampton, you know? I reckon I'll be like, to use Southampton now as a... Um, like a microcosm for climate change because I know exactly what the weather looked like <laughs> in June 2021 and I'll look again in five years and be like, oh, it's sunny. Yeah. It's like, it was like 22 degrees. Uh, climate oh, change. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bad sign. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we, we might be back tomorrow morning if there's Hopefully. a lot of play. We will be back tomorrow morning if there's... A little bit of play. Who knows if it's very pivotal play? We we could be, um, but either way, we will definitely have an episode on Wednesday morning because that's looking like, you know, Tuesday night. The weather forecast in Southampton, uh, my new favourite app shortcut on my phone. Um, it's looking very good, and that could be the winning or the losing day of this final. Looking forward to it. Thank you to The Beer Spot uh, for making The Offspin possible. Thank you so much, Tina Tiller, for coming in nice and early on a Monday morning to get her day underway uh, with us. Thank you to Simon. And uh, remember to subscribe to The Offspin on Spotify so you get all of these episodes just turning out. These are the beautiful sounds of Pink Cola by Samuel Flinscott. Oh, and sign up for Spinoff Members.
Kia ora e te iwi, te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.